Welcome to another edition of the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And we are into week two of the regular season for fantasy. AJ, how is it going, my brother? As, <laughs> well, I guess you can tell from that, right? This, this league, our league has not been kind to me thus far. Uh, yes, I did see that you were one of those who ended up on the other side of the winner's circle. Now, for those who are, as you're watching, um, if you notice that I'm looking off to the side, I'm checking on my tablet to help me um, navigate and have my information as quickly as possible. Now, AJ, you said that you were in six leagues this season. Mm -hmm. How have you done so far in the six leagues that you're in? I am three and three, actually. Interesting. I'm three and three. Yeah. The there's a league that I the league that I'm in where I'm the two-time defending champ. I actually won week one there. Mm -hmm. Um in, in our other league, the one that you brought me into a, a couple of years, or it was last year. Last, last year. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I took I took I took I was actually proud of myself a little bit on that. I took a chance starting Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow for week one, and it paid off. It paid off in that league. I mean, I won by enough points that had I started Joe, I still would have won. But I, I was glad with the decision because it obviously put more points on the board for me. Um, so, yeah, Trevor gave me like, gave me like, yeah, it was 60 something, I think about 69 points. And he obviously had three, like, minus points because of the three interceptions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, even with Joe Burrow going into extra time, like, he had less points. So I was, I was kind of happy about that. Uh, in in our league here though, in in the Green Bay in the Green Bay's league, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This was one of the three on the back end of that of 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 the um the hyphen. Understood, understood. Well, I'm now actually in six leagues as well. Um, I've picked up a sixth league where I am going up in the ESP is an ESPN Plus league. Um, I had no idea what that was going to be about. I just said, well, hey, let me just try my hand at it and see what how it goes. And right, that right. is the only league that I lost in this week. I went five and one. So nice. yeah, nice. it felt it felt really good to see to see how that that went. Now, as AJ made mention of this week with the with our show league, um, the matchups were Team Burks against the Beige Bombers. That was my squad, and the Beige Bombers had 176 points. And Team Burks had 132.5. So the Beige Bombers took the bin in that one. Um, Denver's Denver Ravens Revenge, they had one of the highest scores of the week. They had 192.5. And we'll get into some individual players um, and their individual performances for this week shortly. But they, they took down Kawhi Not, who had the lowest score of the week they scored 98 and a half points london learners they had the highest scoring of the week they put up 208.5 and aj who did they beat hmm? who, who did they beat who did the london learners beat? oh yeah so they beat um ad hawkinson who are uh, my team Ah uh, yes, by uh, almost by by hundred points it feels like <laughs> 48.5 to one thirty seven. Yes, 
Yeah, that that was not that was not happy reading there at all. And then Long Bay Bayonets they beat Alberta Tyrant one fifty four to one seventeen point five. And then the last one was actually a close one. Team Club Shea Shea they pulled out the win by three points mm-hmm. over Eckler and Cox. Koch? Cock? I'm not sure. One seven. losing to one eighty two. Point five. So, AJ, this week we had some fantastic performances by some individual players. So, when you think of the heroes of fantasy this week, who are those that come immediately to mind? Well, it, it started as early as Thursday night. Yes, Both Dak and Tom Brady <laughs> put up some astronomical uh, figures, especially if you're in a PPR league. Yes. Um, so, in our league, Dak had Dak had let me see 78, Sorry, Dak had points. 78 points. Yeah, 78 points. That was for Jared's team, Eckler and Koch. Man lost by three points. It had to be hard. <laughs> but I mean, he was he was playing Patrick Mahomes, so that was 72.5 on the other side. Obviously, that's another mention, but no one is really surprised when Patrick Holmes puts up these kinds of points. Exactly. So yep. um, and then yeah, like Tom Brady. I I do have Tom Brady in one of my leagues, and I took him because he was the best available at the time when I was looking for a quarterback. But even I, even I, with all of his offensive weapons, was not expecting a 72 or 70-something pointer from Tom Brady, especially in the first game of the season. So things look kind of bright in, in my other league, but I guess here's for Denver, Denver Ravens revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So our quarterback, it would be them. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the heroes... I'll tell you who wasn't, but you know what? No, I'll, I'll, I'll speak before I get into that because I have so much <laughs> stuff to get off my chest. I have so much stuff to get off my chest. Okay, <laughs> you, can, well, you can speak on some other positions. Okay, no problem. So at the wide receiver position, no, you made mention of the game that I had on Thursday. CD Lamb, 26 points. Nobody, I, I don't think anybody really would have expected CD Lamb to be yeah. the one to get all of those points. You would expect that kind of production to come in from I can see his face and his name is not coming, but the, the their number one wide receiver, Amari Cooper. You would expect Amari, Cooper yeah. to be pulling in those kinds of points, but that CD Lamb puts up 26 points with seven receptions, yeah, I had, I had 104 the, yards. I had the distinct pleasure of playing Amari Cooper this week. Mm. That was 41 and a half points across for me. 41 and a half. <laughs> yep. Adam Phelan, 30 points um, with the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in a losing effort. And, and of course, as we have mentioned, the fact that a team loses doesn't necessarily mean that you will get some points, especially depending on the position that you have. No, mm-hmm. Tyree Hill should surprise no one because he is one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapons. 39.5 points. I mean, when you look at uh, what happened for Denver Ravens' revenge, 72 points with Tom, 39.5 points with Tyree Hill. There's little wonder then that he scored 192.5 points. But Still had a 26.5 from Chris Godwin. Yep. But, I mean, London Learners, as I said, they were the top scorers in the league. So let's let's look at what they did. Kyler Murray, 65 Christian McCaffrey, 29. David Montgomery, we put you guys up on David Montgomery just last week. 23 points. Amari Cooper, 41 and a half. T. Higgins, he didn't score that high as might have been anticipated going into the game. 15 and a half. George Kittle, quiet game for him. 
9.5 points. Harrison Butker, the kicker from Kansas City, 10 points. And then the, the punter from the Houston Texans, Johnston, 15 points. He had he he literally had the week of all yeah. weeks. And unfortunately, you were up against the guy that had the best week in fantasy. But of course, the lowest score was George Kittle. And you know that's like an outlier. Yes, you know of that's course. Be an outlier. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and as you were talking about receivers, um, I must mention because I drafted Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. I drafted him in this league. So I have, but obviously, given his, it, it, let me be just um, colloquial and use the street vernacular, he had butterfingers in the preseason, right? So I wasn't trusting him yet until he showed me something. Well, he kind of did show me something in week one on my bench. <laughs> Having him in my lineup would not have helped in any case because I was blown out, uh, um, in week one. But he did give me a solid 24 points, five receptions for 101 yards. Man went and for a buck, buck plus one and the tub. Yeah. So he had a really good week. Uh, I get, I mean, I started Stefan Diggs and, and, and DJ Moore over him. I don't feel like it was necessarily a bad decision. It just was one of those weeks. Yep. It just was one of those weeks. For sure. But, but my guy at tight end, sorry, mm-hmm. just going to go the tight ends. My guy at tight end paid off TJ Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been raving about him. Mm-hmm. In receptions, 97 yards, I was upset that he didn't get that. that other <laughs> because we have bonuses for passing. You have, we have bonuses for passing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. For passing. Um, 100 the, yards. 100 for, yards, right. Mm-hmm. For, for, both, each, for each 100 yards. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, three more yards. Yeah. So, eight, eight receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it was, it was, it was a, a, a bright spot in an otherwise dull. <laughs> that's my name. That's why I named a team after him. You know, I, I knew he 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 wouldn't be the one to disappoint. Mm-hmm. No, the, the the thing about fantasy, as I told, mm-hmm. I was just telling my wife just last night when we were watching that game with the Ravens against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Fantasy can be a very cruel mistress because you can have all of your hopes and dreams lined up, and then you could just need just a just that little bit more production from one particular player or one particular position and it just doesn't come and it wasn't in this league but we were watching in another league where one guy just needed basically one more catch from Darren Waller Waller and the ball just never went in his direction and And the, the way the game was going you would have expected it to though right exactly you would have expected Darren Waller to be the one to to try to bring it home for the Raid, the Raiders, mm-hmm. and it went in another direction. No, what we talk about the heroes, then they're the goats. They're the ones that you know you put all your hope and trust <laughs> into, and then they go out there and they lay an egg. AJ, well, I mean, I'll just get this out of the way, and then I'll give you I'll give you the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 goats for sure is everybody on the Packers because the Packers offense did not show up at all. We we had um, Aaron Rodgers who nobody who has Aaron Rodgers in fantasy is not going to start him. And he gave you 133 yards and two interceptions, 16 and a half points in this PPR league. But if you were going standard scoring, he gave you 1.8. Oh, that's how much it was? Yeah. <laughs> it was Yo. terrible. I, you cannot make this stuff up. I did, I did not check. 
it's scoring in standard. I did not realize it was that low. That is that is insane. Yes, that that was terrible. And then you had and standard leagues are one QB, so I know whoever started him in a standard league has to be blue vex. Like they have to be is pissing vex right now, upset. Yes, and let me let me let me just double check that number because I know when I checked it, that's what it looked like, and it was laughing mm. quite a lot. Right, mm. said one point three two. One point three two. Ah, that was all. <laughs> all that was all he mustered, and then we, you know, um, nobody's not going to start Aaron Jones. Let me see if I can find what Aaron Jones did. He gave me four points in our league, a whole four, <laughs> a whole four, a square, a rectangle, four points in a PPR league, nine stinking yards. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I drafted this man in more than one league. If he, and obviously he's on. He, boy, look. I, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sales defense really did a number for everybody on the Packers. In standard, four point two. He got four point two points in, in standard league. In standard scoring, and then Devontae Adams ten point six in in standard scoring. It was rough. It was rough for everybody in the Green Bay Packers organization, but they're not the only goats. So who else? Who else do we give the goat to this week? Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. I mean, mind you, we did have nine receptions, but it was for sixty-nine yards. That those are not Diggs numbers. It is in, true. In, in in our league, here, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> in our league, um, I have him in my lineup, fifteen and a half points. Like that is. Those are uh, um, wide receiver two numbers or even flex. Uh, you don't expect that from a bona fide um, WR1. And it, it, was, it was annoying. It was annoying because he's another one that I kind of put trust in this season and drafted him in more than one league. So to get, yeah. I mean, the Steelers defense is no joke. And especially that uh, the secondary in their defense. So, but I didn't expect him to be shut down like this. I, nine receptions is still a lot, but for 69 yards, they did a number on him. Mm-hmm. And not a single touch on inside. Sorry. <laughs> and, but you know who, to me, is one of the biggest goats of all? Who completely betrayed his draft position in, in while he produced this, this week? Derek Henry. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 We can't, oh, yeah. we, we can't <laughs> not mention him. Derek Henry. Oh, yes. 58 yards. Only 58 yards against mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals. No, the Arizona Cardinals defense is legit. They have definitely beefed up their defensive line. And especially if you are in a league that gives points for sacks and you had Cardinals, Chandler Jones gave you a whole lot of points just by himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, I mean, we we, we have to make mention, unfortunately, Mr. Henry, you are a goat this week. No, and as, as you're on running backs, are we still considering Zeke Elliott to be like fantasy elite? What I do don't. Here? <laughs> I, I, I do not consider Zeke to be fantasy elite. Zeke, I think Zeke being placed where he was by ESPN, and I'm sure NFL did it as well. I, I have not drafted him in any leagues, but yeah. having him up there where he would have been basically a top 10 player is, is, is similar to what they do with Joe Mixon. Nobody expects that Joe Mixon is going, like, you see Joe Mixon play. You do not anticipate Joe Mixon is going to be RB1 producer. Mm-hmm. But he's up there every year, and then he doesn't live up to his draft his draft position. 
Zeke right now to me is borderline RB2 to flex. He 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 is not consistent enough in his production. The offensive lane of the Dallas Cowboys doesn't give him the level of blocking that he's had in the early years before he got this big contract. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I personally <clears throat> would if Zeke was your number one pick, you probably made a mistake there. <laughs> And the subtle way to put it. <laughs> yeah, so we so we we talk about the heroes, we talk about the goats. No, there were some some guys that were some surprise packages, people that we would have never anticipated would have done as good as they did. <coughs> so AJ, who is your biggest surprise package this week? And chances are the surprise packages would have been sitting on your bench because you would not have planned for them to be on the field. Yeah, so I, <clears throat> I already mentioned one in Jamar Chase. Because um, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it's, it's the Bengals. The, the Vikings were supposed to be a, a, a good defensive team under Mike Zimmer. They are supposed to be, not were. And given his, basically his, his struggles in preseason with being able to hold on to the ball, I did not expect this level of production in week one. But I mean, again... He was reuniting with his former quarterback. And did you see the video? I, I, I'm not, I can't remember which um, profile posted it, but essentially showing that this is a play that they have run before at LSU, as in Joe Burrow. And I did not see that. Yeah, it's, they, they basically, it's basically, uh, basically like a video that cuts in between the two plays. It's, it's, it's the exact same play. Him, mm-hmm. him um, doing that post route with um, just, you know, just, just darting down the field. And, and yeah, Joe Burrow just catching him on the line and, um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a play they brought me for. He said mm-hmm. the the one that was, I can't remember which which touchdown that was. No, well, he only had one, but I mean, what score that made it? But um, yeah, I was kind of surprised at him. Mm-hmm. Also, there was, I wasn't fully surprised because I did draft him in a league, but I was kind of surprised that he got off to this hot of a start, and that is Corey Davis. Mm. I, I drafted Corey Davis and started him in my Yahoo League, um, which is actually a PPR league. Um, give me some good. I, I don't have it open now, so I won't bother. But in this, in our league here, he's on he's on your bench. Yes, twenty six and a half points. <laughs> yeah, five receptions, ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. I expected him to get some work in this offense, right? But to be honest, I didn't expect this hot of a start. Honestly. Yep. I. I'm with you there. Now, I also had two names that, to me, were a bit of a surprise. And the first name, just lost them there for a second, um, was, where did it go? Oh, boy. Forgive me, folks. This was not supposed to happen. Right. So, Antonio Brown. Ah, yes, AB. Yes, yes. I, honestly, I thought that AB was kind of washed. I thought like AB was done. And he was, but, he's undrafted in our league, No, um, Long Bay oh, so Bay Nets has him. Okay, Long Bay Nets has 26 and a half points, five receptions, 121 yards and a touchdown. Ooh. That is surprising for me for Antonio Brown, especially, but I mean, then again, it is still the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys defense is not considered to be that great. Um, a teammate of his, Rob Gronkowski, 29 points, eight receptions, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Currently on the bench of the Alberta Terran. 
probably would have made him a lot closer <laughs> had he started him as opposed yeah. to Jonu Smith. That was probably a mistake. Um, oh, yeah, I was not going to personally. I would not have taken that risk. I would have gone with um, Gronk over Jonu Smith because of mm. the fact that you know rookie um, quarterback coming in his first NFL start. Like, I mean, all right, let's get these. Let's just get the elephant out of the room. A lot of things in fantasy, in terms of like predictions and stuff, go according to game flow. And you only know what will happen according to the game flow when the games actually matter. So week one is literally the hardest week in fantasy. Because some of us picked up people that did absolutely nothing. Like in one game, in one league, sorry, I have AJ Green who did nothing at all. <laughs> at all, at all, at all. So yeah, like more two catches? Something like that. And that is on a game in a game where the Arizona Cardinals were doing whatever they wanted on offense. And yeah. Kellen Murray was throwing the ball all over the place. So if AJ Green only ended up with like two catches, then clearly he is not a feature of the offense and not fantasy relevant. So he's going to be gone. Then you have those that are situational players. Like last night in that game with the Ravens. I said last night because we're recording this on Tuesday. My apologies, but this is going to air on Thursday morning. So if you're watching this, this will help you to, you know, plan for the Thursday night game and into the weekend. But on Monday, in Monday night's game, we had some receivers who all of a sudden got all of the production in the fourth quarter and overtime that we never saw during the entire game. And Darren Waller, well, of course, we would expect that the Ravens would have done their best to take him out of the game, and they only managed to do that at the end of the fourth quarter and into overtime. So, like we made mention of with that league and where the guy needed basically one more catch from Darren Waller, that never materialized. So, as you're looking now into the next week, you do have some material. You do have some, some, some things that you can reference to help you make a determination as to who to start and who to sit, and who maybe you need to get rid of, and who you should probably bring in for this week upcoming. So now, of course, with football, there's always injuries. So the injury report this week, one <coughs> of the first names is Raheem Mustard. And AJ, what, what's going on with Mr. Mustard? Nothing out of the ordinary, sad to say. And, and I just need to correct myself because just know when I was talking about Jamar Chase, I think I said he ran a post route. It was a go route. I don't know why, why post came to mind. It was just a, a, a simple go route, but yeah. I, I'll, I'll try to look for that video and send it to you. Though. It was really nice. But yeah, um, with regards to Raheem Mostert, I, I, I'm not surprised. And I, I don't want to come across as, as, you know, like being pejorative or, or just, just sounding real bad about the guy generally. But I, I kind of did not expect Mostert to, to be fit for the entire season, which is why I stayed away from him in every single format and draft that I've been in for the season. I'm kind of not surprised that he that he broke down at some point. I, I It is a bit early. I do wish him all the best in recovery, honestly. Hit, hit when guys get injured and it, it could potentially jeopardize their money. But I'm just not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah, Mostert was the starting, or he was scheduled to be the starting running back for mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers, and he is now done for the year with a knee injury. 
in addition to him being done for the year, we have a couple of wide receivers that are out for a little while. Um, they're going to be out for at least six weeks. Um, the first one is Michael Gallup, who is definitely the third wide receiver in the Dallas Cowboys setup. In a lot of cases, they treat him as if he is the stepchild because he just gets a lot of the scraps. He doesn't get the level of production that you would have expected when he was drafted and brought into the league. And then, of course, C.D. Lamb has come in and completely usurped his position. But he is out for about six weeks. The yeah. earliest that he is expected to be back is, I think, week eight. He's out until maybe the end of October. And then Jerry Judy, he also um, suffered a high ankle sprain. And he is also on short-term IR. He is out now for the next six to eight weeks. So if you have those guys on your team, if you have IR slots and you really want to keep them, then you can probably stash them there until they are eligible to return. If not, then they belong on your bench at the most and probably back on the waiver wire if you do need to pick up somebody else. So AJ, now that we have talked about what happened last week, let's quickly look ahead before we get out of here this week to the, who do we believe we should start? Or who are good candidates to start? And who are candidates that should sit this week for fantasy? Ooh, ooh. Um, well, if I'm going to start with my team, Despite what happened last week, um, when the Packers absolutely wet the bed, uh, last week meaning week one, sorry, when the Packers absolutely wet the bed against your Saints, I am going to start Aaron Jones against this Detroit Lions defense. I'm not convinced by the Lions as yet. They gave up 41 points. 41 points. I, um, I, you know what? They played, um, sorry, the Niners. I. I didn't check to see exactly how the Niner, how the other Niners running backs fared in that game, but in the given 41 points, it's not only is not only um that and we know it's Jimmy Garoppolo that was there. He wasn't throwing the ball all over the field for the entire game. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. So we know that the running game has something to do with it. So I'm definitely going to keep Aaron Jones in my lineup. The one bad week, the Saints are um defense is really good. Uh so I'm not going to worry about that. Um he's definitely a start. Definitely a start. And with Jerry Judy being down, one thing I may, one change I may look to make in my team, I have DJ Moore <laughs> playing against your defense now. That's <laughs> not going to happen. DJ Moore will be relegated to my bench. What I may do instead is, um, and Jamar Chase against the, the Bears, I don't know about that. What I may do, though, is Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. actually drafted him so this is an old league I'm talking about, right? Yes. So I have him on my bench, and with Jerry Judy going down, it could mean that he ends up getting a lot of that. Not mm-hmm. as if he wasn't already going to be the number one receiver on the team, but you know, there's there's there, there are more targets to go around now that Jerry's out. Um, mm-hmm. and they're playing Jacksonville, so I'm definitely going to put him in. I think he's a he'll be a solid start for this week. All right. So those are those are some some good names that for those who have him or have those players, you can definitely take a look at that. Now, for me, someone who I'm taking a bit of a side eye at is Najee Harris. No, that was just one game. 
and Buffalo's defense is pretty stoked. But Pittsburgh's running offense is a cause for concern. So I am not sure yet if I will be looking to start Najee. No, it's not as if to say that my options on the bench are fantastic because Melvin Gordon, he had a really good game this week against the New York Giants. But that was merely built off the bat of one extremely long run for a touchdown. He Mm. is projected to have 13.3 points this week. So Najee is for comparison, is a whole touchdown ahead, 20.3 points. So maybe I still start Najee there. Allen Robinson with the Chicago Bears, he had a very not good game this week as well. So I'm keeping the fifth with Allen Robinson. I'm pretty sure that he is going to, hopefully, you know, he's going to come good for me this week. No, of course... As you may mention, one of the things that you have to consider is who these players are going up against. Mm-hmm. So anybody, especially like a running back that's going up against the Steelers defense, maybe that might not be the, the direction that you want to go. Um, the Saints, their defense has been stout. So all skill positions players on the opposing teams, beware. That's something that you might probably want to take a take a closer look at. But for sure, if you have some of these fantasy studs like Darren Waller, Darren Waller clearly is the favorite target for his quarterback. And we have seen also that Derek Carr, he has been um, rostered a little bit more. He's had a bump up from where he was last week in terms of the number of teams that have him rostered. He has 71 and a half points. If you're a quarterback, especially if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick, that was another name that we missed in our injury report. He is out with a dislocated hip and he's down for at least the six weeks on the short-term IR. So if you don't have a quarterback, Derek Carr may be available still in your league and you can't go wrong looking at him um also i can't the chargers play who in week two the chargers we're talking they, about that game is it the cowboys yes the chargers are chargers, up cowboys. against no they're up against yeah sorry i'm looking at the wrong week um i was looking at week three the chargers yes they're at home against the cowboys cowboys um well, Tom Brady had some success slinging that ball against the Cowboys secondary last week. And one name I would say to look out for potentially, I mean, Keenan Allen is already on everyone's radar, but Mike Williams actually had a really big game. Yes. He's becoming one uh, uh, one of the favorites, the favorite targets of um of Justin Herbert right now. And mm-hmm. they don't have very, they don't have quite a lot of options in that in our wide open pool. Um, Jared Cook is there. He, I think he only had like two or three catches. Or you mm-hmm. can look out for Mike Williams. Is that kind of like a, 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 I guess if you have like a deeper league, it might be like a wide receiver too. Maybe not even a flex option mm-hmm. if you're looking for, for someone to fill a spot. But against that Cowboy secondary, did not look good last week. You can, yeah, give Mike Williams a little. Even if you, if you need someone, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I think it's it's encouraging what Tom was able to do because Justin Herbert was immense last week 
in, in being able to get the ball to him. He made some incredible throws. And Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were on point all game. Well, the vast majority of the game. They did drop one or two, but Mike Williams would be a sleeper for me in week two. Yeah, and another sleeper, I mean, is I guess it is more based on the team he plays for than, I guess, him himself. But Jared Goff. Mm. Jared Goff would be somebody that you should probably take a look at, especially if you do need some quarterback help this week. Mm-hmm. They're playing against the Packers. The Packers' defense did not look that strong against the Saints. Yes, they were able to keep Alvin Kamara under 100 yards in rushing, but he still had over 100 yards total. He was able to be very productive. DeAndre Swift should then also be an option that you should consider. And then when you take a look at what Goff was able to do against what was supposed to be one of the better defensive units in the San Francisco 49ers, you should be feeling pretty good about him going up against that um, Green Bay secondary this week. All right, AJ, I think that is a good spot for us to leave it this week. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are going to be making our um, picks for the games, for the primetime games, our primetime pick them. This week, we went two and one because we both one, yeah. picked the same picks. I'm not sure if that repeats itself again this week because this week we have the Giants and the Washington football team the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Lions and the Packers. So maybe we have one different pick (laughs) this week. Anyhow, that brings us to the end of the fantasy spot. And of course, like, subscribe, hit the bell, make sure you know whenever an episode drops. You can reach out to us on Instagram and on Twitter at GreenBeige. And our handles, as always, will come up right next to our names. So... For another week of the fantasy spot, that is AJ. He is the green. I'm Ken. I am the beige. And we will see you next time.